Welcome to Downstream from Florida College, the podcast for young people that are seeking wisdom. On this podcast, we explore cultural trends, spiritual growth, and common sense in just 15 minutes or less. Thank you for joining us today as we head downstream. Now for your host, Dr. John Weaver. Welcome to Downstream, a podcast from Florida College in Tiffle Terrace, Florida, where we explore the importance of having wisdom about where you're headed in life as a teenager and as parents of teenagers, thinking about young adulthood and college age years. We're glad you joined us this morning. I'm grateful to have with me Jim Musser, who is the director of Upstream Ministry in the Piedmont Triangle region of North Carolina. Uh, Jim was the director of the Appalachian State, uh, 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 director of a uh, campus ministry in Appalachian State. Uh, Jim, welcome. Grateful that you're with us. Well, it's good to be here, John. Grateful for you taking the time today. And I became aware of you, Jim, uh, with a few books that you've written in recent uh, times, uh, a couple of books. First of all, Letters from Downstream about teaching kids how to follow Jesus um, in this life. And then most recently, your book, Is Your Faith Ready for College?, which is a guide for college-bound college Christian teens and their parents. And so um, for our regular listeners, they know that's really a focus for this podcast. And so I'm so excited to be uh, speaking with you today about ways in which uh, parents and teens can can prepare themselves for young adult, adulthood and, and thinking about the college years. I, I hope maybe that you would give us a sense of how you came to this topic and and uh, you know w- what interested you in it initially. Well, I think uh, just a little bit about my background. I became a Christian when I was a freshman at a secular university, got involved with a campus ministry, loved it, uh, went on and got my MDiv uh, and began to direct a campus ministry first at the University of Kansas for 21 years and then uh, for 17 years at Appalachian State University in North Carolina. And in all those years, one of the things that as I reflected back, as I was starting to think about um, what to do next, I started reflecting back on my uh, time in ministry. And one of the things that stood out to me was all through those decades, students changed a lot. And uh, obviously our culture changed a lot. But one thing that didn't change was the 18-year-old freshmen that were coming on to campus from Christian backgrounds, church backgrounds, um, were not very spiritually mature. And I started thinking, okay, you spent time your whole life basically in this Christian environment, and you aren't comfortable with reading the scriptures, praying, being able to articulate your faith, not really having a missional vision of your life. And, and I, so I compared it really to a public school education. If you graduate uh, and you're illiterate, there's something wrong with that education system and there should be something done with it. And so, so I began to think about that. What could I contribute to helping the church and helping Christian parents kind of change this dynamic? And as you probably well know, they're uh, well over 50%, and sometimes it's a lot higher of kids that graduate from high school leave the faith sometime after their graduation. And so it's a, it's really a crisis. Uh, and I feel like we really, as believers, as leaders, really need to address it. 
And so that's yeah. what really got me going in that direction. That's really interesting to me. And so you you saw this need to kind of rethink college preparation because there was this gap. And and I've seen the statistics and they are daunting. I, you know, I saw one out of Fuller recently, which has it as high as seven out of 10 mm. you know, uh, young Christians leaving their parents' homes at 18 within a year, you know, are, are, are have fallen away from the faith as measured by kind of active participation in a, you know, a, a worship service on a regular basis. And so, yeah, you, you see it. And so, I, you know, I love the way that you're thinking about this third dimension of, you know, spiritual preparation and of, of, of young people for college. And you give in your books very practical advice. And, and actually, in certain parts of them, they almost read like a workbook to where you're getting active reflection on the part of both parents and, and young people about this. And I hope maybe we could dive into some of the details of this and some of the guidance first that you give to parents and then, and then maybe then to, to students, teenagers. Um, so you talk about uh, a top priority as parent being uh, discipling um, the children, and you give some specific guidance for thinking about, you know, how to how to raise um, a teenager, and I suppose even younger. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's some 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 specific practices you mentioned. Maybe guide us through that, and I think that'd be helpful uh, to our listeners to kind of think through some practical steps that you you suggest there. Well, I think. And I wrote the book from the perspective that a lot of parents reading it probably have not done what my first book said they ought to do. They haven't really been discipling because one of the one of the challenges is, is the the local church has basically taken that responsibility upon themselves and the parents have willingly gave it to them because they really haven't been discipled themselves. And so I I kind of wrote from the assumption that many parents reading this, they take their kids to church, but they don't don't really understand the whole concept of discipleship. And so it kind of picks up in the teenage years, but in letters from downstream, I talk about it really begins when they're, you know, three, four or five years old, you begin to lay those foundations. Um, but God in his grace, even if we're getting a really late start, he can still use that. Mm-hmm. And so what I suggest is one is just to evaluate your own spiritual life as a parent. Where are you with the Lord? And I give some uh, just questions in, in, the, in the book that I actually take from letters from downstream to ask them to ask themselves where are they at and and just to evaluate that and then based on that try to figure out okay what are their deficits and how to work on them and find resources to strengthen them but in terms of one of the keys if that particularly if they haven't done much and then they're reading is your faith ready for college and they're trying to help their child get ready if they realize you know i really didn't hardly do anything on this that the very one of the very first things they need to do is just own that with their with their teenager because as i say teenagers can sniff out hypocrisy very quickly and are willing to point it out and so if if a parent just kind of comes in it's okay we're going to start this discipleship thing and and you can just almost imagine the eye rolls and it's like, yeah, I haven't seen this all my whole life. 
now we're starting this. And so I think the confession of that, the owning that, hey, I really didn't live up to my biblical responsibility as a parent opens the door then and is a great model of humility um, for the teenager to say, okay, yeah, haven't done it real well, but I want to start and I want to begin to make a difference here in, in my role as your as your father or mother. I love that. And that's a powerful image of just kind of owning where you're at and, and being transparent. And I, I want to recommend that people, if they're able to find your book, book they're able to see the different uh, steps that you lay out. Because the thing that I realized is, is that, you know, parents oftentimes think about visiting campuses, going to colleges yeah. in preparation for college, but oftentimes don't think about the conversations that they need to have with their with their kids, you know, mm-hmm. prior to that to prepare them for 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 college spiritually. Yeah. And that's a that's a rethinking of college preparation, which I think you've you've helped us with. Um, now, you 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 talk to parents. And so there's more in the book about that. But you also talk to young people and yeah. and lay out some specific steps, you know, going backing into their high school career that they need to do as a junior and maybe even earlier and, and going to their mm-hmm. senior year. And, uh, and so there's a number of things there that you give them guidance on about connecting to spiritual opportunities within the, within the different schools. The thing that I that I wonder about is, you know, from your perspective in what have been, you know, primarily public schools, state schools, Appalachian State and in Kansas state you you have a distinctive um viewpoint on this um the, where i work is a faith based school and and i have see your background come through in, in your books and so I, I wonder you know how do you think about the importance of students preparing for spiritual life within a state school what does that look like and and i think our our listeners would would gain distinctive insight from from that perspective we don't we don't often touch on that in this yeah. podcast so share with us uh, that that perspective well i think that to, to realize that there are that god is at the secular university many times we we hear and we believe that that God's not at work there, and he and he is. I had a roommate my freshman year, and he said he thought he was the only Christian on that campus, and then he was surprised that there were so many. and And that's still true today. The key is is finding those those people, and finding the individual Christians, but also the communities in which they are involved. And so that's why that spiritual college preparation is the is the third dimension it's it's the important thing because as jesus said if you gain the whole world but you know forfeit your soul then then you're lost and a lot of times what college prep is uh in our country is you check out schools for majors and um financial aid, housing, all that's done. And then a lot of times my experience was parents were scrambling during new student orientation to try to find those spiritual resources. And the the student themselves was not even involved in that process. So they don't have any ownership. And if, if teens don't have ownership, like most of us, we don't have ownership in what we're being asked to do. We probably aren't going to do it or do it well. And so, 
starting in the, in the in uh, as your faith ready for college, I started out in the junior year because that's usually when uh, parents, teens are beginning to become proactive about looking into colleges. So starting out looking at, okay, what schools am I interested in? And then finding the spiritual resources that are there so that when you begin to narrow down and you decide to do some visits, you already have an idea of what's there. And then while you're visiting, which, you know, usually most schools, it's only a couple hours, uh, those initial visits. So you have time to, to connect with a campus ministry or a church and just talk with them and meet face to face. Because and the, and the purpose of this, John, is that students, there's not a teen on the planet that's not concerned about when they leave home, who their friends are gonna be. And usually what happens is they don't know hardly anybody on campus. And so when they get there, the first person they meet is their roommate or suite mates, then their hallmates. And at a secular university, it's likely those folks are not going to be Christians. And so then they get kind of they can get sucked into that lifestyle very quickly because they they don't want to be alone on a Friday night or you know sitting in their room. And so that's that's the reason. And then so you just you just what I call is you just get a sense of the spiritual landscape and then you just begin narrowing it down. After your college visits, you decide which schools you're going to apply to. And I recommend if there's no spiritual resources, don't apply to that school. But typically that's not the case. There's plenty of resources you can find. And then once you've made that decision, you're accepted, you go for new student orientation, you can reconnect with those people. And I know as a campus minister, I would bring student leaders along to meet with, you know, prospective students. And because they really wanted to, they want to talk to people their own age, not, not an old guy like me. And so that really helped a lot to get them connected with Christian um, uh, students. And, and yeah, they often have stereotypes of what college life is like. And so meeting Christians there might help um, change some of that perspective on what college life is. Jim, that's so important. And I just want to affirm that both at faith-based and, and state-based schools, that idea that, you know, who your early companions are, who you choose as your peers is such an important set of choices, whether it's your roommate or or just your friend group, you know, we, we oftentimes observe to our students that, you know, your companions shape your focus and that really shapes your faith for, for good or ill. And so mm -hmm. I think you've given us a lot to, to think about here. Well, I take away from you the need for, for parents and for teens to be planning ahead. And you've really uh, helped us rethink college preparation. It's not the normal college preparation. <laughs> and you have a distinctive background and, and a real commitment to this. And I thank you so much for your willingness to share it with us today. Uh, Jim, thanks again for this. Well, thank you, John. I just really appreciate the opportunity and joy talking about this. It's definitely a passion of my life now. So appreciate the opportunity to talk. Again, that's Jim Musser. His books are Letters from Downstream, Why Teaching Kids How to Follow Jesus is So Important, Insights for Parents and Churches. That's 2022. 
And his most recent book is Is Your Faith Ready for College? A Spiritual Prep Guide for College-Bound Christian Teens and Their Parents. And that's hot off the press, 2023, available on Amazon. Jim, thanks again. God's blessings on you. Thank you, John. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please subscribe to our channel and share this episode with other families in your life. Have a topic for a future show? Feel free to share it to the email provided in the description. Until next time, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by visiting floridacollege.edu.